2: Hello and welcome to all you tuned in, fired up earth riders. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com and I am your host, Kyle Cushman. Today we are talking about using cannabis whole plant medicine in the treatment of special needs children with Miko Hester Perez, founder of the Unconventional Foundation for Autism. Please check it out at www.uf4a.org. And as an active member of the Normals Women's Alliance, she's an activist speaking out in support of cannabis medical research and for the right, everyone's right, to use medical marijuana. At the root of it all is Joey. Joey is Miko's son, a very special young man who was diagnosed at the age of 16 months with autism and then later with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, a genetic disorder that's characterized by progressive muscular degeneration and weakness. In two thousand nine, Miko came forward and out of the closet about using cannabis as medicine for Joey. And she's been in the media ever since, including interviews by Diane Sawyer on Good Morning America and an appearance on the television talk show The Doctors. Welcome to the Gross Show, Miko.
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me, Cushman.
2: Oh, thank you. I don't get to see you guys enough, and I'm so excited to have you on the show today. You ready to get your talk on? Certainly. Well, I've given a little bit of background. Can you tell our listeners a little more about yourself and your son, Joey, you know, and his medical conditions and and how he's doing these days?
3: Well, right now, Joey is currently diagnosed with uh, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, as well as uh, severe autism. Early on in 2009, when we went public, I only knew of him having the, the autism, severe autism. And the reason for even placing him for turning to, to cannabis was because we, I wanted to treat anorexia and malnutrition. And so this has kind of spiraled into kind of my life purpose. And to date, Joey's doing very well. He's laughing, he's smiling, he has personality, and I have to attribute his quality of life, which has been the best quality of life I could provide for him, has been solely with meeting you. And Aaron and Tyler and just being with some of the top growers in the country, which well, I definitely think that you guys are a part of.
2: If it wasn't us, it certainly would have been somebody else. We're very happy to have been able to link up with you guys. And
3: Well, uh, it was organic. You know, it, you know, everything it was. About, yeah, everything about our, our interaction and meeting. I always tell families there are no accidents and typically... You know, I have to sit back and and look at how far we've all come and know that we are where we were supposed to be at that time as well as this time today.
2: Well, I like to say everything matters. Nothing is trivial. (laughs) So how long has Joey been using cannabis as medicine and how does he consume it?
3: Joey's been on cannabis for the last, uh, we're going on six years now. And the appropriate method, I've always been kind of a stickler because, you know, I am quiet as kept. I'm very conservative. And I want to do what's in the best interest of our family. I do have two other children. And I am also, a believe, a productive citizen in the community that I live in. And so I wanted to find the most appropriate method for Joey, which when we started was brownies. Now that we have evolved, and and I believe not only has the technique and and his the way his strain is grown or groomed, I think everything has come full circle. And now I'm able to we're able to provide his strain in a oil form,
2: which is a little bit more convenient and probably a little bit more accurate in dosing. I would imagine.
3: Yes, and also it, it appears to enter his system. You know, I, I sometimes I. I'll give it to him, I'll rub it on his gums, and I'll go five, four, three, and I I never make it to two.
2: So- you know, I got I to gotta say, I remember, you know, I think we met either in 2011 or 2012, but I remember you had, had invited me down shortly after you'd started using veganic cannabis for Joey, and you invited me down to see the difference that it made. Right. And boy, I'll tell you, you know, I walked in your apartment and... It was so heartwarming for me to see the change and to see his eyes open and actually look up and make eye contact with me for the first time since I'd known him. And I can only imagine how wonderful it is to be able to spend what I can only call his quality time with yeah, your son.
3: No, I remember that day very vividly because that was one of the days. I think we were all in my living room and we were yep. talking and I think Joey was just on the verge of a meltdown yep. and then I had given him the cannabis and all of a sudden the whole room was silent
2: that's because he began participating in what was going on in the living room where right. he was he was not present a moment before and then all of a sudden he started talking not talking as many as we're talking but nonetheless he was he was speaking to us
3: yeah and, and, he, and-
2: he wanted to be noticed and he wanted to be part of the conversation it was it was really heartwarming
3: yeah it's something that as a parent of a child diagnosed with autism we don't see very often and that's the interaction with other people in the room actually noticing them and coming you know my dad who you know he's 67 right now and i in the beginning he had a He couldn't quite understand what was going on. And I remember I didn't talk to my dad for a couple of months because he couldn't understand how I came to use this to treat autism, to treat uh, Joey's symptoms, autism symptoms. And I remember him coming over to my home one day. And for the very first time since Joey was born, Joey completely started having some type of interaction with him. And my dad was so blown away by that, he just kind of left and then called me back a couple of days later. And then, you know, he understood why I'd become such an advocate.
2: Well, and let's remind the listeners, this happened at what age?
3: Joey was was nine going on 10 years old.
2: Right. So, you know, there's been plenty of history before and to have these changes happen are nothing short of miraculous.
3: You know, I, I used to say that. I used to say, you know, it's a miracle. But at the end of the day, it's science, and we have the science to support it. And not only my child, but I mean, as you can see, this treatment has just gone, taken a whirlwind.
2: <laughs> well, absolutely. We definitely have a lot more that to talk about, but I want to ask you before we take our first break, what would you say are the top three most significant changes that you see in Joey when he's properly medicated with cannabis?
3: And um, He's open for direction. He's open. The communication, number one, becomes you could definitely feel that he's trying to interact. So it, it's more the communication, the interaction, as well as training him to accept new foods. In the beginning, Joey would only eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for six months straight. And so I noticed when he was on the cannabis, I figured out how to introduce new foods. So when he's not on the cannabis, then he will request it. So he's requesting, you know, broccoli instead of... Although
2: I can see everybody out there smiling, you know, because we're talking about food, basically the munchies and marijuana, Uh you know, it's still it's extremely profound in the difference in in health that your boy has if he can eat more than just peanut butter and jelly.
3: Yeah, and not only that, you there is an appearance that is different when when Joey started. He was very, his eyes were sunken in. He was, you know, he, you can tell that there was, you know, malnutrition and something was going on. And so I would notice as a mom and so did his doctors, they, they started noticing as well. All of a sudden his face started looking full and healthy and he started glowing. So the nutrients that he was missing for the last nine years, the whole plant was able to give him kind of like a really large dose of supplements that he was missing that are found in the plant, and so those are the three probably rattled off about ten but those, uh-huh. <laughs> but those are the three i mean it is is it's the communication open for direction you know in in an you know educational environment. He went from having a an emergency i e p meeting, which is a meeting that we have for special needs children to form an educational plan. And most of the time I was forming a behavioral intervention plan <laughs> instead of an educational one. But as I started looking at, you know, the timing of everything and he just started excelling.
2: Miko, I've been smiling so big <laughs> letting you talk but we do have to take a quick break we want to show our sponsors some serious Grow Show love so let's take a smoke break relax take a deep breath and we'll be right back
1: The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Gushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Grow Show. We are talking with Miko Hester-Perez. She's the founder of the Unconventional Foundation for Autism, and we're talking about treating young children with autism and similar ailments with cannabis and seriously improving the quality of life. Miko, can you describe the process you went through in order to choose the right strain of cannabis for Joey?
3: In the beginning, my now ex-husband was quite the stoner, and I remember coming home that day, I would taken Joey to a hospital to get cleared for dental surgery, and he was on quite a few medications at that time and so how, how many
2: medications I wanted to ask how many pharmaceutical medications was Joey on before you started treating him with mm-hmm. cannabis and how many is he on today
3: well I started it would go in stages we would have six medications you know, four medications. In total, at that time, we had gone through about 14, 15 different psychotropic medications to treat autism symptoms.
2: And each and, with their own side effects.
3: Right. And usually the side effects were liver damage or death or heart attack. Oh, so a- for a nine year old, it's hard to take in. And I look back and I wasn't, you know, trying to do what I thought was best for my son. So, you know, I'm not against pharmaceuticals, but I do know that there needs to be some type of change within the the autism spectrum. But at that time, he was on about four or five different medications. And, you know, I I didn't feel comfortable with him having dental surgery with all these medications. and, And he was barely 42, 43 pounds. And so, I remember driving home and it was a very long drive. And and by the time that I had gotten to my driveway, I said, I know how I can make Joey eat. And I immediately thought about Cheech and Chong. It's the (laughs) Cheech and Chong. Yes. And I'm walking through the door and I'm like, hey, I got it. And I said, you know, when I sat down at my computer, I said, I know I could not be the only parent who has thought of this. So how, how,
2: how many strains did you try before finding the right strain for Joey?
3: About 14 or 15 different strains. I know that there was one strain in particular, L.A. Confidential, that was working very well for Joey and then we use,
2: we use that for my new stepson, Susie's son Alex, as well He, he uses the l a con or the grape ape. He has um asperger's yeah,
3: you know, but I, I I do have to tell you that when I met you, and that's when things really changed, that's when you know your growing technique, your nutrients. I believe they played a really uh, key role in
2: and Joey's health. Well, it's the clean it it is the clean residue free medicine and you know, I certainly am not here going to gonna make this into an infomercial, but, you know, <laughs> people come up to me all the time with the, people that have high sensitivities, you know, mm-hmm. me, me and m- a lot of my peers, we could smoke or drink or eat pretty much anything and our life's going to go on uninterrupted. But there's a, a segment of society that has a very high sensitivity to the smallest level of impurities chemicals, residues, and things like that. Not to mention people like Joey who are actually seriously ill. So th- right. there's definitely a difference and medicine should be as clean as possible.
3: Right. And, the, and most of these children, similar to Joey, they have gut issues. So your nutrients and your the way that I believe your medicine is cured, it works with their system. It becomes very effective with their system. And, and, I do, I can definitely tell the difference.
2: Um, well, now, since Joey's strain works so well for Joey, does that mean that it's the right strain for all our autistic children?
3: No, it doesn't. And people find this really hard to believe that, you know, I don't really, you know, when I'm speaking with the families because most of our conversations are confidential, I suggest strains that are in the best interest of the child. Of, of the person on the autism spectrum. So what works with Joey Strain may work with five different families, but it may not work with the sixth. But the information that I'm able to provide to them is, you know, I'm able to give them another suggestion within the veganic group. So I... I That's I-
2: all very important to understand that cannabis is very individualistic. But also an important thing, I think, to mention, let me ask you, has cannabis Ever made him sick or feel unwell?
3: Oh no, never never if anything it, it has improved you know his quality of health.
2: So some strains just work better than others some will work to a lesser degree right okay well, tell me a little bit quickly how does the UF4A help special needs caregivers?
3: Well, um, early on I started UFray.org to uh, as a foundation uh, in the middle of that, Um, Joey's had quite a few complications in the last couple of years dealing with uh, the Duchenne part of this. And so, what I've done is is I've turned UFRA.org into an informational website. So, it's a hub, it's a place where families can contact me and get information. And I do provide consult calls for families. Typically, you know, just like myself, I'm coming from a special needs community, not the cannabis community. So, what I, what I, What we offer and what I offer actually is a consult on medical referrals, network, cannabis companies that are geared toward the new patient base. I basically, all the pitfalls and until further laws are passed, I basically go over the whole entire arena from beginning to end. It's actually, you know, it's healing for me because I'm actually able to, to speak with other families. But I'm also able to get data from the family, and then I present that to traditional physicians. And so the physicians can help them. So This is so I, important. Yeah, so I really provide a service that I don't see in the industry right now. But I believe that the industry needs to get ready. Because I am booked for the next six months, every other Friday from 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., speaking with families all across the country who have chosen this treatment.
2: Well, Miko, that brings me to my closing segue. I want to say that I admire you. You have found the drive and the strength to be both a special needs parent and an activist. And I want you to tell our listeners, what is your best advice for other parents and caregivers? Where should they start if they want to explore using cannabis as an alternative form of treatment for their child?
3: I definitely think that you should go to the ufra.org website. I also have another website, which is mikosblog.com, which I get more in-depth until further laws are passed and what you need to look out for you know, uh, free information, I believe for us, could do it does a lot of harm, because there's so many things that we have to look out for. And we follow a different set of guidelines. And so because of that, it's better to educate yourself on just the navigation part of it first, and then move forward. And that's something that I provide in my consult calls is the real deal. You know, now I'm, I'm kind of spilling over into the collectives and and going to collectives and teaching them how to embrace this new patient base as well so no one is left out you know we all have the same goal
2: you're the real deal my darling and (laughs) i want to thank you again for taking the time to come on the show unfortunately we're running out of time in this segment can you tell us real quick how best to reach you and how to get updates on joey contribute to the cause possibly
3: Yes, you can definitely go to ufra.org. That's
2: U-F, the letters U-F and the number four, letter A, dot org.
3: As well as mikosblog.com. It's my first name with an S, B-L-O-G, dot com. And you can email me, and I answer every email myself. And uh, there's a number that's on the website that's provided as well. I answer that phone as well. And so... Those are the ways you can reach out to me, and I definitely go to that place where I was in 2009 every time a parent calls me and says that they're desperate and they need my help. So with that being said, I am a consultant. I consult for organizations and for universities, and and that's how my income is. But paying it, I pay it forward with every family that contacts me, so every call, every email was at no charge
2: more than anyone out there will know Miko <laughs> you are a dynamo and keep doing it and please give Joey a hug for his uncle Kyle I hope to see you guys soon listen yeah. we got to go right now but we'll be right back with ask Kyle
1: the grow show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break dr. daver hurry it's
3: temperature is shooting past a thousand degrees fahrenheit it's burning
0: I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke.
1: So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor?
0: Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders.
1: Less heat, (laughs) more flavor
3: Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid.
1: I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Gushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
2: Welcome back to The Grow Show, everybody. Now it's time for the final segment of the show I like to call Ask Kyle. Well, a few life events took place recently. I got married in Jamaica at the High Times Rastafari Roots Fest. So we were away for a little while, and a lot of questions have built up in our mailbox, which I will try to get to all of them in the near future. Right now, a few questions have sparked my interest, so let's get started. From CheeseWiz via email, I have problems with my plants. They are bending, like the stalks are too weak to support the bud. I've tried staking them, but it takes up a lot of time, and I still miss some and end up with busted stems. Do you think this is a problem with plants, or they just need better support, and what do you recommend? Well, my friend Cheese Whiz, I recommend potassium silicate. You should use potassium silicate both in your root drench and also as a foliar spray. I'm not going to mention any particular brand names, but go out and get yourself some potassium silicate. It's pretty cheap. Follow the manufacturer's instructions. And what it does is it will increase the thickness of your cell walls, and it'll make those branches a lot stronger. From MSH via Reddit. Would a 400 watt metal halide be good for a mother and 12 clones, or do I need strip lights? Just want to know if the 400 watts will be enough to sustain the mother and root the clones. Actually, a 400 watt metal halide is a really good choice for both mothers and clones. You know, a lot of times I recommend using T5s for things like that, which are really good too, but you don't get any penetration with uh, fluorescence. And that 400 water will do you really good on your mothers so that you can get a little bit of canopy penetration and get subsequent rounds of really good clones. From Scott via Twitter, is the taste of the flower different depending on the nutrients used for growing? Well, 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 Scott, I got to tell you, absolutely, because as the old saying goes, you are what you eat and so are your plants. So poop in, poop out. Flushing is very important and staying away from nutrients that are high in synthetics or high in salts is really, really important. If you really want to bring out the full potential of the genetics and the flavor of your medicine. From Vinny via Twitter. If your plants start to go into budding prematurely, is there any trick to getting them to go back into veg? Well, Vinny, you know, messing with the photoperiod is something fun that I like to experiment with, and some plants respond better than others. Some are really quick to go hermaphrodite when you mess with the photoperiod, but the only way to know is to try. So if your plants have gone into budding, Try putting them back under 24 hours of light, and depending on how much light they're under and their rate of photosynthesis, it'll take between a week to two weeks, and you should see nothing but fresh vegetative growth, and you can continue on from there. And we have one last question here from Slevin via email. Which do you get higher yields from, Indicas or Sativas? Well... Typically, we'll say that sativas grow larger than indicas, so you would think that they're going to give you a higher yield. But basically, as a cultivator, you control the size of the plant, the final yield, and there is no reason why you can't yield more off of an indica plant or a sativa plant. It's just going to depend strictly on the height at which you flower them. Indicas will put on more weight at a smaller height, and sativas will need a little bit more height to put on the same kind of weight. Well, if you want to submit your own questions, just go to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash show. Or you can tweet your questions to at Canna Radio using hashtag thegrowshow. Or send via direct message. Well, right now we are out of time, and I want to thank our guests and producers for making this show possible. Please make sure to check out my website, KyleCushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media and the upcoming events that I will be attending. Subscribe to my newsletter and a whole lot more. You can find new episodes of The Grow Show every Wednesday by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman, and as always, please stay lit.
0: The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.